0: Welcome to Ministry in Motion, a program where we explore best practices in your ministry
1: for the 21st century. I'm Anthony Kent. And I'm Derek Morris. Whether you live in Zimbabwe or Zambia, in Switzerland or South Africa, God wants you to be a great Christian leader.
0: Whether you're a full-time pastor or a lay leader of your Christian fellowship, God wants to use you to impact your world. Today, we have a unique opportunity to talk with our co-host, Derek Morris, about an area of his passion and expertise, effective sermon delivery. Welcome, Derek. We're so pleased that you can be here. Thank you, Anthony. In one of our earlier presentations, Derek, we looked at nine lessons that we learnt from Jesus and his preaching, but today we're looking at something slightly different. We're looking at the importance of the actual delivery.
1: And unfortunately, we don't have video footage of Jesus because the principles we learned, these nine lessons, were so helpful and and need to be applied by everyone who wants to be a powerful biblical preacher. But we we have to learn elsewhere about delivery because we don't have any visual record of the preaching of Jesus. But one thing is certain, Anthony. Effective delivery is crucial if you're going to have impact as a biblical preacher. Would it be as important as the content? Well, I don't like to set one against the other, but I would say you could have great content, but if you have poor delivery, the sermon dies.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Classic research by Albert Morabian showed that words are only 7% of communication. That, That doesn't sound very much if you've been spending all of your time working on the words of your sermon, but you need to think not only about what to say, but how to say it, both in your oral interpretation that's how your voice is working and also your gestures your nonverbal communication so seven percent let me illustrate if I were to say to my wife I love you Mm -hmm. three words I love you my body language agrees with that she believes me I walk out and see two people arguing and one says to the other I love you it's exactly the same words but a totally different message We need to understand as preachers, when we're communicating, whether we're a full-time pastor or a lay preacher, that it's more than just the word. It's how you say the word. And if people see a disagreement Mm -hmm. between the way you're saying the word and the word you're saying, they'll believe the way you're saying it. So if you say, God loves you, Mm -hmm. they'll go, oh, I hope I never meet him. (laughs) It's like they don't even hear the word. Because the body language says God's mean and He's going to hurt you as soon as He gets close to you. So, in in our program today, I just want us to understand some essential principles for effective delivery. We've worked hard on the content. We want to be. We've got a powerful biblical idea. How do we deliver that with maximum impact?
0: So that the delivery needs careful preparation as well.
1: It absolutely does. You know, I I learned, this may sound humorous, but but it's a true story. I learned the importance of effective delivery when my first son was preparing to enter this world. We had a progressive doctor who said, uh, Derek, would you like to deliver the baby? And foolishly, without much thought, I said, sure, I'd be happy to. Well, I should have known I was in trouble when he handed me a book which said emergency childbirth. I should have handed it back and said, Doctor, you take care of it. Mm -hmm. But I read the book and I thought I was well prepared. And finally the day came, my wife went into labor and and we were breathing, getting all ready. And then they they said, time to get washed up. And I put the gown on. And, you know, it's kind of bewildering for a father anyway but now I was supposedly in charge I was trying so hard and then the doctor told my wife to push and she did and my firstborn child shot straight through my hands and I, there's a picture of my son airborne and I totally missed him that's some delivery I know someone's crying out there and someone's laughing. Uh, Fortunately, of course, he had a cord attached to him which slowed him down. Mm -hmm. And my son arrived relatively safely, but my wife did not ask me to help with our second son.
0: Okay. I'm beginning to see the importance of delivery. Okay.
1: Now, if my son had been permanently injured or even fatally damaged, I would be weeping right now while I was sharing that illustration. Exactly. Fortunately that precious little one survived. Mm. But wouldn't it be equally tragic if a person worked and developed a powerful biblical message but delivered it so poorly that the sermon died? That's what we must avoid. God wants us to deliver the sermon also in a powerful way. Yeah, You know, I can't help but
0: draw a a similarity between a well-prepared meal and the importance that that meal is well-presented as well.
1: Uh, Certainly, you could have good uh, nutritional content, but if it's poorly presented, that's right. It, it might even cause a person to feel sick and want to walk away. Exactly. Yeah. We don't want people to do that who come to hear the word of God because it's delivered so poorly. So, what are the essential things that we need to ensure
0: that happens with our sermon delivery?
1: Well really we can divide it into two main areas, Anthony. The first is with our voice. We call that oral interpretation. How we express the words that we've uh, put together in the message. Uh, So we've got the oral interpretation. We want to do that well. Mm -hmm. And then we've got the non-verbal. One is 38%, that's how we say the words. And then the 55% is the body language, eye contact, facial expression, gestures, while I'm delivering. And then you've got the 7%, which is the actual words themselves. So how do I say them? That's worth 38% of the Mm -hmm. whole. Mm -hmm. What's happening non-verbally with my face, my eyes, my hands? That's 55%. We want all of that to agree in order for there to be maximum impact.
0: Walk us through the, the oral aspect of this.
1: Well, we, we'll, uh, we'll get started at least, mm-hmm. because there are four main aspects to effective oral interpretation. Right. Pitch, that's the melody of your voice. Okay. Uh, volume, whether I'm speaking softly or loudly. Right. The rate of delivery, whether I'm speaking very quickly or slowly and the use of pause. And we'll explore those four aspects of effective oral interpretation. And even if you just made progress with one of them, it would move your delivery to a a new level of effectiveness.
0: Okay, Derek, just hold those four components of our oral presentations. We'll be right back with Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. We're delighted that you've joined us again. In this segment, we're looking at effective sermon delivery. Derek Morris is leading us through the four essential oral components of sermon delivery. Derek, welcome. Share with us that first one again, please.
1: Well, we're talking about how I say the words now. Remember, the word's just 7%, but 38% of the communication is how I say it. And there's four elements to effective oral interpretation, Anthony. The first one is pitch. You notice I'm talking about the, here's the tone, my voice is right about here. If I said all of the words on that one note all of the time, we would call that, what's the word? Uh, Monotone. Monotone, that's right. And monotone is very boring. In fact, if a person always speaks on the same tone, you fall asleep. Exactly. So the key... Uh, this first aspect of effective oral interpretation is is a a melody to your voice. You say, well, what melody is it? And the answer is, it's a melody that is appropriate to the content. Mm. I might say, through the valley of the shadow of death, or my cup runs over, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now, there's no right or wrong melody there, but you notice the key variety Mm -hmm. there adds interest doesn 't it, so I want to start listening to how I say the words in terms of first of all pitch. Mm-hmm. is there a pleasing melody that is uh, congruent or fitting with the words that i 'm saying
0: and it sounds like you 're adding emphasis as well to to the to the, the meaning of the, the content as That's well. That's right,
1: like runneth over, Yeah. There, there's and that idea. Or, I'm so excited, yeah. you see. Now we'll jump on to another one, which is volume, but if we're just looking at pitch to just say, I'm so excited, sounds like a robot. Exactly. And yeah. w- nobody wants to listen to a robot. Right. So, so firstly, pitch. Again, if you just took that one element and worked on it to get some more variety, mm-hmm. people would say, that was so interesting, Pastor. Yeah. Th- that, w- that was one of the best sermons you've ever preached. And you think, well, I had the same discipline in developing my content. Why are they saying it's so much better? Answer, better delivery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Using that first element of variety of pitch. Okay. So pitch is our first one. Yes. What's our second one? Second one is volume, Anthony. Uh, you've heard... Uh, people, some people preach loud all of the time and they're always preaching at the same volume. My wife knows a preacher like that and it isn't me. But she says, you know, he's got great ideas, but I can't listen because he's always talking with the same volume. Mm. But there are other people, they talk so gently and so softly and you wish sometimes they'd get excited. Exactly. What's the key there? The key again is that word variety. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes you want to use volume and punch it out. Yeah. Jesus is coming again lift up the trumpet and other times you want to be soft and say Jesus loves you yes so there's no right or wrong but if I listen to myself and say is my volume always the same Mm -hmm. why that would also be boring wouldn't it sometimes I need to really raise my voice and volume Mm -hmm. other times be softer and so I'm adding the variety of pitch which is a appropriate times mm-hmm. and the variety of volume and all of a sudden my hearers, your hearers mm-hmm. are saying, this is interesting.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: The words were the same mm-hmm. but the delivery is more effective.
0: Yeah, But it sounds like content again drives the volume.
1: Absolutely. And so I, if I'm saying there are times when I feel that there's no way out I'm probably going to drop the volume yeah yeah there are other times I feel I could conquer the world exactly, and, and you feel like that mm-hmm. that it 's suitable to have some more volume there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now sometimes a coach can help you right, but again, I would say there's not always a right or wrong way, but let 's have some variety yes that at least interprets what you 're trying to say from your careful study of the word mm-hmm. so if you just took variety of pitch a variety of volume, mm-hmm. people would say wow that 's That's more lively than I've ever heard Mm -hmm. the person speak before. Right. So what's the third one? The the third element of effective oral interpretation is pitch. Uh, Excuse me, we did pitch, didn't we? Pitch, volume, Volume. pace, or rate of delivery. Okay. Uh, Some people speak very quickly. I knew a person who spoke about 300 words a minute, and you had to really listen Mm -hmm. Other people speak so slowly, you just want to wind them up a little so that they can get a little more speed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One is not better than the other. There are times when it's good to speak quickly, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. other times slowly. When I was a young lad, I had to take a train to go to my grammar school in London. When you ride the train and it goes, always the same rate, do you know what happens? You fall asleep. That's yes. right, and that's what happens if people always preach at the same rate. chung, mm-hmm. Pretty soon they're sleeping. So we we add interest by giving variety. Again, mm-hmm. as you said, always motivated by the content. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm running through life frantic or sitting quietly beside a lake, do you notice how I change the rate? Yeah. Yeah. God wants to be with me at all times. Mm. Mm. So variety of rate of my speaking also adds some interest and can help with effective delivery. Of course,
0: and I can, I can imagine in sermon illustrations, it, it really adds lends itself to variation. Pitch, volume
1: and, and rate Yes, it's it's telling a good story. That's well, and that's you know, you've done. mentioned something really important. If if pastors would preach like a pers- good storyteller tells mm-hmm. a story, mm-hmm. people would be engaged. Yes, you've got good biblical content, but don't just tell it like really boring. You know, yeah, tell it like you would tell a story to children. Yeah, and 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 that's why in some services the children's story is the best part of the service because it's delivered well. If it's delivered well it's effective.
0: And you know I can't imagine Jesus not being motivated and and excited in some of his stories. Um, At the moment I'm just reflecting on the the, the ten maidens that were waiting for the bridegroom to come and in some respects I, I could imagine him as he told those stories not just that particular one on the ten virgins about varying all of these things.
1: And it mattered to him that there was maximum impact. So he didn't say, well, it's just the content. No, it's how the content's delivered that's important too. Yes, yes. Which brings us to that fourth element, which is the use of pause. That's when I stop talking and allow some silence. Mm. You say, well, when would that be important? Well, certainly if you asked a question. Um, What will it take for you? to prepare for the coming of Jesus. Mm. Well, after you've asked the question, you don't say, "What will it take for you to prepare for the coming of Jesus?" I was walking along the road the other day. Yeah. People are like
0: they need time to process it, reflect. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: that's that's also important, Anthony. Remember that single memorable statement, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. one dominant thought as John Stark called it that you you want people to remember. Yes. After you've said, "Jesus wants to set you free." Mhm leave some silence, leave a pause. Yes. So there are times when a short or long pause can add impact. So those four aspects of effective oral interpretation can do wonders to increase the the effectiveness of your delivery. Right.
0: Thanks, Derek. You've taken us through those four components of oral communication. When we come back, we're going to come back to the the, the gestures, the nonverbal communication. So stay right with us. There's more coming up. Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. In this program we're exploring effective communication through preaching. We have Dr. Derek Morris who's joining us. We've been through the oral aspects of effective sermon delivery. What about the nonverbals now Derek there's some important components of that share with us
1: well thanks and and as we said earlier in the program if if communication is just a little bit word 7% mm-hmm. how I say the words 38% we talked about that in terms of pitch and volume and rate of delivery and use of pause but what about that 55% that nonverbal? That's the biggest part. It really is, and, and as we said at the beginning, if this doesn't match the words, people mm-hmm. won't believe the words. Yeah. Yeah. So how do I have effective nonverbal communication? And I wanna divide that into just a couple of areas if I can. I wanna first talk about the importance of eye contact. Uh, eye contact is crucially important to connect with your hearers. Mm-hmm. If you could imagine that all the time we're having this conversation, I'm looking at the poppies it would be very difficult for you to feel connected with me. Exactly. I remember when I was first being taught how to speak, my teacher told me to look at the clock. I think he was trying to tell me to keep my chin up, but actually that wasn't very helpful because you're not trying to communicate with the clock. Mm, mm. You're wanting to connect with people. If you're speaking to one, you're looking at one. If you're speaking to a larger group, choose some people in the group that you're going to look at long enough to connect with them. And that brings us to a, a topic that maybe we'll look at in, a, in another Ministry of Motion, and that is how do you communicate effectively without notes? Because if you're reading your notes, you've lost most of the effective mm-hmm. eye contact opportunities. And maybe we can post something on, on ministryofmotion.tv about preaching effectively without notes because uh, there are many who realize they, they want to improve their eye contact. That's important. Uh, a second element of nonverbal communication is facial expression. I don't know if you've ever talked to someone, it looks like their face is frozen. Yeah. It it just never moves. And so they can say, God loves you and fire will come down and destroy them. Mm -hmm. And the face looks the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is confusing to people. It is. Uh, They'll believe what your face is saying when you say, I'm really excited that Jesus is coming back soon. Yeah. When you need to be saying, I'm really excited. yeah, yeah, you Wrinkle your eyes if you need to and smile and, and, and let your face communicate what the words are saying. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Absolutely. So sometimes we say, well, I don't know. I don't want to look uh, fake. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't mm-hmm. want to look uh, like it's uh, what, choreographed in some way. Listen, if it looks fake, people will tell you. Yeah. But what most of the time will happen is people will say, "Well, you look so alive." Yeah, it brings energy. Absolutely, yeah. and people enjoy watching someone who is enthusiastic in their delivery. Mm-hmm. Remember, it's it's effective oral interpretation, but also what's happening non-verbally, your eye contact, mm-hmm. facial expression, and and then the the third aspect of non is the gestures, mm-hmm. and. Someone shared with me one time about uh, how to place gestures effectively that was so helpful. So this isn't original with me, okay. but, but I think that since nonverbal communication is so important that this simple uh, approach to gesturing will be helpful for our viewers. Tell us uh, about it. Well, first we want to divide into a horizontal plane okay. and a vertical plane. And every gesture, we're going to put it within those parameters. And here's how it works. In the center of the horizontal plane is direct and personal. Mm -hmm. So if I say to you, Jesus is inviting you. Mm -hmm. Notice my gesture is in the middle. I don't say, Jesus is inviting you and put my hand Mm -hmm. out to the side. This is direct. Mm -hmm. That is indirect or general. Mm -hmm. I might say people all around the world are searching for God. But will you search for God today? It looks like that's when you're speaking to somebody's heart. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. so the the direct, whatever the gesture is, if you're talking about Satan's trying to crush you. Yeah. You're not going to say, Satan's trying to crush you and put you... You say, right here, because it's right, mm-hmm, direct mm-hmm. and personal. Satan is pounding you. Yeah, yeah. Jesus is calling you. So if the gesture is direct and personal, mm-hmm. like you said, speaking directly to the hearer, mm-hmm. it's right here in the middle of the mm-hmm, horizontal mm-hmm. plane. If it's indirect or general, it's out on the side. So that's one aspect. Okay. Then we've got the, vertic- the vertical plane. Mm-hmm. And in the top third... You've got holy, heaven, lofty, God, salvation.
0: The elevated.
1: Yes, elevated thoughts, exactly. Yeah. So if you're saying God wants to give you hope, you're not going to say God wants to give you hope. No, he wants to give you hope. Yes. Uh, he, we, we would naturally say he wants to lift you up mm-hmm. and make the gesture, mm-hmm. but also he wants to save you. Right. You see, I'm in the middle because it's direct, but I'm lifting it up because it's high and noble. So that's above halfway or
0: in the top third? Top third. Okay.
1: Middle third is everyday life. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I said he's calling you today. Okay. It's right here, every yeah. day, right now, and mm-hmm. it's direct. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom third is negative, death, sin, destruction, uh, falling. Yeah. Uh, so if I, if I wanted to say Jesus wants to redeem you, I would say Jesus wants to redeem you. But if I was saying the enemy wants to destroy you, I'm I'm going to be using a gesture that goes down. Mm -hmm. Now, the the key point here, again, is variety. Mm -hmm. But I want a gesture that fits what I'm saying. But this is what happens sometimes. People are just shaking their finger. Mm. And they're saying God loves you and Satan wants to destroy you. Or gripping a pulpit. We need more variety than that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. So we have the horizontal and the vertical is is there anything with left and right well if
1: we had more time perhaps we could expand on that maybe in another program but but again think about your gestures make them relevant eye contact facial expression put everything into the delivery because effective delivery matters sure well thanks so much for leading
0: us through that Derek. thanks so much for joining us on ministry in motion you can learn more about effective sermon delivery at our website ministryinmotion.tv. That's ministryinmotion.tv. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry for Him.